My name is Kiana W. Mitchell, and I am a singer, songwriter, podcaster, relationship coach, and rehabilitation counselor. I'm also a Christian who for years grew up in a church that taught me to fear God instead of love God. For years, I felt betrayed by God and felt like God didn't love me because I wasn't perfect and because I didn't do the right thing all of the time. For years, I felt like I was destined to go to hell because there was no way I could keep all of God's laws and there was no way I could win God's approval. It wasn't until I began to read and study the Bible on my own that I realized that, yes, there is nothing I can ever do to be perfect. I will never be able to win God's approval. But the great thing about it is that I didn't have to because God loves me the way I am and God is here to help me through any and everything that I go through. It wasn't until I realized that God was there for me and that what I had been taught about God my whole life was a lie that I began to understand who God really was. It wasn't until I began to lose my religion and focus on God that I understood who God was and his amazing love for me and how much he loved me. Each one of us have a story to tell about how we found God. Each one of us have taken a different journey and a different path to find God. So join me as we go on a journey through interviews and music to discover how people find God. Hello and welcome to another episode of Finding God. I am your host, Kiana W. Mitchell. This week on the program, we have an amazing guest. Her name is Jalissa. And I met Jalissa through a podcasting group that we're both in. And it's funny because she was asking for volunteers to talk to her about Married at First Sight. And most of you don't know this, but I am a huge reality TV fan, and I love watching anything that deals with relationships. So when she put that call out on the page and in the group, of course, I had to respond. I was like, yes, I love that show. I watch it all the time. And then she asked me if I would like to come on her show and talk about it. So we did. That is how we connected. And since then, we have been Facebook friends, and she is just an awesome person to talk to. Now, you notice that in most of my interviews, it's kind of like a interview type format where I ask questions, they respond, the whoever I'm interviewing responds and tell me about their experience. But this interview is a little different because Jalisa and I, whenever we talk, we just talk about things. So I started off asking her questions, but then after a while we just started talking and talking about what we think and how we feel about religion and different topics. And I think this is awesome because the whole goal of the show is for us to have a conversation about religion, not just hear it and be like, okay, well, you know, this is it, but to have a conversation about it, talk about it. Because I do think that when it comes to religion, there are a lot of things that are not exactly accurate, but we're never going to talk about and get to the bottom of any of this unless we talk about it, unless we come together, we talk and have guidance and direction and kind of know what the Bible says over what religion says we should do. So this interview is very conversational, but through it all, you will find out how she found God and how her relationship with God has evolved. And you'll also learn a little bit about me 
and how my relationship with God has evolved as well. Due to some technical difficulties, you're not going to hear the whole part at the beginning of the conversation, but the conversation is going to cut in where Jaleesa is answering my question when I ask her about her childhood and how much she knew of God growing up. So without further ado, here is the interview with Jaleesa. We were raised inside of church, so um, I guess, I mean, that's all I knew for a long period of time, but I feel like my personal opinion is you don't really know God until you actually have, like, like adversity, you know what I mean? Like, things yeah. that you have to, like, kind of go through or um, kind of guide yourself through, and then you kind of have to, like, find God again, so to speak. So that's kind of my journey is to finding God again. Like I knew all these things. I had like this foundation, but you kind of have to, um, to like truly, I feel like when I truly like let God like into your heart, like to have an understanding of like what it all meant. Like you see it coming up, but like to see what it all means, is kind of different when you, when you have those, those things that you go through. I, I, I can kind of relate to others who were not raised in church as well, or maybe like have a different viewpoint or even like different religions. I've had friends that were um, atheists. I've had friends that were Catholic, like all, you know, different sorts. So like I understand it's, it's never really a, um, a thing for me to like force a certain like type of like doctrine, so to speak, mm-hmm. onto others. It's more of just like a, um, just like a finding yourself kind of moment. It's like, kind of just do whatever feels right. And I'll tell people like, I'll pray for you. Like, you know, whatever you believe in. I mean, you know, so that's just kind of like my outlook on it. Um, yeah, so I don't know. Well, just tell me a little bit. Cause see, I understand where you're coming from because I grew mm-hmm. up in the church as far as I can remember. Like you could say mm-hmm. I was practically born <laughs> into the church. So mm-hmm. ever since I was a kid, it's like, we always went to church. We always did this, we always did that. And it's like I had a foundation, but to me, I think the foundation I had was more like, if you do this, you can go to heaven. If you do this, you'll go to hell. And it was like a list of things that you could right. do, a list of things you couldn't do. So right. as a kid, I grew up like being afraid of God. So I was just like, well, if I do something wrong, I'm going to go to hell. So my whole childhood was pretty much trying to do the right thing and but it wasn't because of anything except I was afraid I'd go to hell if I didn't do the right thing. And so my view of God at that young age was one like, if I don't do this, I'll be in trouble. If I do this, then I won't be. So it wasn't one of love or getting to know him. It was just like, if I don't do this, I'm in trouble. So when you were younger, was that kind of how your childhood was? Like if you felt like if you didn't do certain things, God was going to be mad at you or how was it with you? <laughs> yeah, um, my mom, so my mom is like really big on books. I mean, my grandmother, uh, who is very, both of my grandparents, who are very influential in my life, um, they were more <laughs> like the old ways, like, okay, if you do wrong, God's going to get you. And I'm like, oh, <laughs> but my mom, like, <laughs> so we had like the little, we had the Bible stories and I had so many different books. So I, 
loved books as a kid, so I think that kind of gave me a different idea. It wasn't so, like, black and white to where, like, if you do this, it's wrong. It's kind of, like, understanding why these things are wrong. So I feel like I had that, but, I mean, so much as you would as a kid. You don't really, you're not going to even want or think to understand it in a deeper, you know, way. So um, it was kind of the same way, like, if you know, you do this, like, um, what was it? I come from a, a apostolic Pentecostal background. Okay. So yeah, so things were very much so as you know, you go by the Ten Commandments, you, you know, do things a certain way. Mm-hmm. It wasn't super strict. I guess I came up, you know, of course, during the time where like things were a little bit more lenient, things were changing in the church. So overall, it was it was kind of that way. Um, but I think that my mom did a great job of like trying to show like why these things, you know, why you would um, have this type of consequence for your action. So I feel like it went hand in hand. Like you teach a two year old, like, no, if you touch the hot stove, you're going to get burned. Like, so it's a whole thing. Um, but yeah, like it's kind of the same way. So, and then, like you said, as you get older, you kind of, have a deeper understanding and you kind of just come into your own and it matches with, I mean, as you get older, you come into your own personality. You know what I mean? Like you were kind of like whoever your parents are, you know, um, uh, I don't want to say elders, what am I thinking? Like guardians, whoever, they, whoever they mold you to be. And then you come to like the teenager rebellious stage and then you kind of come into your own. So and then after that, as you become an adult or, you know, get older, you kind of, you're alone. So you have that time to make those decisions. And that was kind of the path that I went on. So, yeah. Was it kind of the same way for you or? Well, yeah, it kind of was. Only mine was like a different, because I come from an Adventist background. So it was more strict, like there were certain things you couldn't do. What what background? It's set, Okay, I came from like a Seventh-day Adventist background where, the belief is that you go to church on Saturday and you're taught different things because the whole belief is like that's the day that you're supposed to go to church and if anyone if you go to church on a different day you're probably you're not gonna get into heaven. So it was it was one of those things. And so I remember as a kid asking questions like, Well, how come people who go to church on Sunday won't go to heaven? So it's like because if they love God too, you know, they should yeah, yeah, we go to heaven. And yeah. I was taught, like, no, this is the right day. And I was like, well, what about people who just don't know? I was like, what if they love God and they don't know that this is yeah. the way they're supposed to go? I was like, what's going to happen to them? And they're like, well, they're just going to go to hell. I was like, but that's not fair because they honestly don't know. You know, I always had questions. And mm-hmm. no one could really answer my questions or anything. So it's more like you do oh, this, wow. you do that, you do this, you do that. So. As I got older, I began to, like, question a lot of things. I've always been a questioner. I've never accepted what people say because I've always thought, like, that just doesn't make sense. I don't understand why that would happen. Yeah. And so as I got older and I got into my teen years, I did do some kind of rebellious things. It wasn't – I guess I did rebellious things that I always wanted to do. Like, we weren't allowed to dance. So my, quote, unquote, rebellious days was maybe going to clubs when I was in college dancing mm-hmm. but then I found out I really didn't like it because it's too many people and too hot and I was like yeah. this is not what yeah. I signed up for <laughs> so that was short-lived 
And then another thing I did, we couldn't listen to any music that wasn't gospel. So I was mm-hmm. I was sneaking voice and then now that I did like and I still, you know, I listened to that. I was cool with that. But you know, like I never wanted to like do anything major like drink or anything like that. I just did the things I wanted to do. And then I mm-hmm. also weighed the consequences. Like if I thought that what I wanted to do was gonna get me into a whole bunch of trouble with myself and mess things up like in my personal life, then I wasn't gonna yeah. do it. If I saw it was yeah. something I could do, I could deal with the consequence, it wasn't that bad, then I would do it. So a lot of my decisions were it wasn't based off my religion, it was based off of me thinking and having you know, common sense, critical thinking. You're very mature. <laughs> You are very mature. So I, I did not, I did not think about the consequences until after. Not to say I was like full on rebellious, like, but, <laughs> but you know, I kind of, yeah, I had lessons and I learned. So yeah, but see, I think as long as because I think that one of the things that people expect is for kids and young adults to make right decisions, and it's ridiculous because mm-hmm. like. How are we gonna make right decisions? We are just gonna it's like trial and error. You do something, mm-hmm. oh that didn't work out, so I probably won't do that again. Or oh mm-hmm. okay, that worked out, so maybe I'll try that again. So I think that the idea that kids and teenagers are gonna do the right thing is kind of ridiculous because everybody knows when they were younger they didn't do the quote unquote right thing. It doesn't mean that we're bad or rebellious or just don't wanna listen. It's just like we're experimenting, we're kids, you know. You're learning, yeah. you're trying things out. And based on your personality type, you will try different things. So yeah. I think that was that's, that's just the whole thing. Because we're not mature enough at that age to make those types of decisions that we need to make. That's true. And I can kind of um, understand where like, you come from with like, the, like you had questions and you wanted to know. Um, my Just in general, like my parents are very, very strict. So I saw everything that all the other kids got to do. And I'm like, man, like, I want to do this or I want to go there. Like, their parents don't care. And it's like, <laughs> when you get older, you understand, like, okay, good, my parents care. <laughs> but before, it was just like, oh, I'm missing out. You know what I mean? So when I did get to college, it was like, oh, my goodness, like, I'm on my own, like, I can come and go as I please, like, I can go to parties, and all of these things, right, and um, for the most part, I really did, I really did keep those values that my my parents and uh, grandparents instilled in me, to a certain extent, so (laughs) I, you know, I feel like that was that, um, I guess, like, uh, my conscience, I feel like, I guess that was that, um, weighing on me, like, to go this way or go that way, and so I feel like there are, like, other things that I experienced in life, um, I actually, my, um, mom's mom, my grandmother, and both my grandparents were all of them, really close, like, we're a very close-knit family, so when I went off to college the first year, um, after, I mean, it was, like, Right, maybe it was like the beginning of the second year or something like that. I think it was like the end of the first year, but I lost my grandmother that year. So, yeah, and that I feel like, I, you know, I've experienced death and loss and stuff and, you know, things like that, but no one that close, you know, that's kind of like your second mom. So yeah, I feel like, yeah, I feel like after that, I kind of just was a little lost 
Um, so I kind of have more of a, a close connection with God, like to pray and just like say, you know, help me through like, I don't know what I'm doing or like, with, and then just to be in college and like have to keep my grades up. So it was really hard. Um, and I felt like that was my, um, my journey of prayer, like to understanding like what prayer really means. Because I mean, before it was just like, these are words that you usually hear other adults say, so this is what prayer is for me, right? Okay. Or something that we read out of a Bible, or you may read something in a book or whatever like that, like that was prayers. Like if someone were to ask like, okay, you go ahead and pray. Like I would probably say the prayer that you say at night. Like I don't <laughs> I didn't know. I was like, I don't know what to say, but you kind of build that relationship. Well, I did. I built that relationship with God just to have like that communication with him, you know, freely to where you basically just turn it into prayer. You just talk to God and, you know, ask him things or, you know, tell him things. And that's kind of what it is for me. So I think that was the beginning of my journey into like something deeper with God as an adult. Yeah. And, you know, it's funny you said that because that's kind of where I started to really get a better understanding of prayer because, I, like you said, to me, it was just like, it, for me, it was like things to do. Like, mm-hmm. it seemed like, okay, I marked this off the list. I said my prayers. I read my Bible. You know, you're just marking things off the list. But mm-hmm. when I was in college, my grandmother died as well. And I think it was like my oh. junior, it was like sophomore or junior year. And it yeah. happened during finals. And so she, oh my, my family's in New Jersey and I'm in South Carolina. And so we had to travel during finals. And so I was talking to one of my friends, Celeste, and I was like, I don't know how I'm going to do this. I was like, mm-hmm. that was the year that I played around in school. So my GPA was not the highest. <laughs> and so I had to yeah. pass my finals to pass. And so I was just mm-hmm. like, what am I going to do? So my friend Celeste, she was like, Tiana, she's like, pray about it. She said, take your books that you study and pray. She said, ask God to help you to pass. And before, I never really thought about it, but I did that. I remember I took my books. I read all the way to New Jersey. I read all the way back. I studied, and then I prayed about it before I took each final, and I passed all of them. And so even though it was a stressful time, that was when I kind of had a – my understanding of God got clearer. Now, my understanding of God, like, I think it really started to come to into, you know, its own when I was, like, 18. Because then I started mm-hmm. to read the Bible for myself. I started to pray. And then the more I went to college and things, you know, I made some decisions, good, bad, whatever. But, you know, I could feel right. like God kind of like guiding me during that point about what I should do, mm-hmm. where I should go, you know. And it was like I began to pray and kind of like hear what he was saying. And it's funny because that was just like the start of the journey. It wasn't even where it right. But it was just a starting point, and that's where I remember mm-hmm. first starting to get a better understanding of prayer and realizing, hey, you know, God does listen. And even though I got myself into this predicament by skipping class and hanging out, you know, he still heard me, and he still helped me to pass all of my classes. Right. So that was right. my starting point. Yes, yes, I understand and agree 100%. Like, that was just a starting point, right? <laughs> yeah. Um, I think before, like, when, when I was younger, it's like, 
I wanted to know, like, I wanted to understand, like, why people, like, you, you look around, like, when they have, like, the um, church services and things like that, and you see people, like, they're so emotional, and things are happening, and, like, I, I never understood it. It's like, this is what they expect me to do, and this is what they expect me to feel or behave like, but I never, I never understood it. I never felt it. You know what I mean? Like, I would... I I would go along to the extent where I wouldn't stick out, <laughs> if that makes sense, as a kid. So I was just like, okay, bow my head or, you know, I don't know, like, it was just crazy. I remember there was one, because we, we did a lot of um, these camps, it's called Camp Jam, which stands for Jesus and Me, right? Mm -hmm. So we did uh, the camps as, as children, we would all go and we would stay for like the weekend, uh, and then we would have like the services and then the, like activities and just bond and you know just have that time with guys so that was wonderful and there was one year where I believe it was um, a lot of my family went that year and we were just in prayer um, and it was about my, my dad because he's not I mean, my family like I said that was my grandmother's church on my mom's side so all of us and he still went to church too like his mom it was uh, different so he went to a Baptist church, and my mom goes to this apostolic Pentecostal. It's not, like, super, super different, but, you know. Yeah. So we were just in prayer just for his life and things like that, and I think that time was, like, very emotional, but I feel like it was mixed in with just, like, regular emotions and not just so much focused on God, but I think there was, like, a small breakthrough for me, like, to understand and, like, piece it together, like, why people feel this way or where that emotion kind of stems from so and that was what I was what high school I think at that at that point um so I feel like I kind of got a glimpse but it kind of just all went away you know you just in your high school you have other things that you're focused on so I don't know so like you said it's all a starting point I feel like there are different points in my life where like the, the puzzle pieces kind of like click together and then you have it here like now while I'm an adult it wasn't until maybe like my early 20s where I actually started like getting it like okay I'm alone like I have to figure things out like I literally have to depend on God because you don't you can't depend on your parents your entire life my family is very supportive but I've always been one to just kind of want to figure things out for myself so um during that time I was just like well I guess I'll just have to figure it out. And then I had, um, I had my son, so I'm a single mom. And um, just with, with him, it was just him and I, really. So I had to, like, I wanted to instill those same things that my grandparents and my mom instilled in me because I felt like it's only fair. Like, this is what they taught me, and I feel like it's done me good. So I wanted to do the same thing. So in that, I feel like it was just a maturity thing, you know, Um with maturity, I think I just got closer to God, and that was that was it for me, honestly. So I agree. I think for me, it's like I did, um, like you said, I got older, got married, had kids, and I wanted them to grow up the way I did at first. And you know, I was doing mm -hmm. all that stuff, and you know, I even found myself like telling them some stuff my mom told me, even though I had questioned it as a child. And then one day, my yeah. daughter was like mom and she said the same thing back to me my middle daughter she's like mom that's not fair like why can't people go to heaven just because of you know and I was like and I, you know instead of just going along with it and dismissing what she said or whatever I was like you know you have a point like 
I said they can go to heaven. I said as long as they have a relationship with God and God knows that they love him and he loves them and you know that, I was like, they should be able to go to heaven. I don't see why they wouldn't be able to. And so at that moment where I started thinking differently, and it's just like, I have always, it's like I went to church pretty much because, you know, that's what I, how I was raised, and I was like, I didn't want to mm-hmm. go to hell. That was it. And, you know, when you're raised in a certain religion, you like, well, you know, I don't want to go against it because, you know, that could be wrong or whatever. But I just started thinking for myself one day, and I was like, you know, I was like, I don't believe everything that I have. I feel as, you know, I felt as if, to an extent, I was misled by a lot of things I was taught. Which may or may not be true because, you know, who am I to say what religion is right or what is wrong? But for me, it just didn't seem right to me that everything was like if you did something, God would, like, not love you anymore or you had to work to get God's approval. But based on what I read, God has already saved us. So we don't have to work to get his love. We don't have to work to get any of these things that I was kind of – that I was raised believing that we had to work for. So I was like, yeah. okay. So I wanted to teach my kids something different. So right now it's like I'm non-denominational and I believe that, you know, it's our relationship with God. I believe that even if you are like at your worst or you're sinning, I think you should still talk to God because he sees you. Like, why right. try to hide from him? He knows what you're doing. But I think the important thing is like he knows our heart. Like even when I think mm-hmm. about David and all the things that he did, and God still said that David was a man after his own heart. But it's because he knew that David had a desire for him. He had a heart for him. And because he had a desire for him and a heart for him, it was that relationship and not so much of what he did. Because God had already forgiven him for the things that he did that was wrong. Right. He knew that David loved him and that David desired him. And so I think that's the whole thing. So now my whole belief is totally different. I just think that... um if we have that relationship with God and we spend time with him and we talk to him, it shouldn't even matter what religion you are. The whole thing is like God wants our heart. He doesn't want our religion. Even if you don't go to church, that does not matter because he wants our heart. And I just yeah. think that that's where it is. And I just feel sometimes I think we all get it wrong so many times, you know, regardless of what religion we have. Like, I think sometimes with that, it's like everything's focused on the rules and the legalism mm-hmm. of everything. So we forget mm-hmm. to put out the heart. Because even if those mm-hmm. things are true, if we don't have a heart that's connected to God, then why are we doing any of this, you know? Yeah. No, I, oh my goodness, you hit on so many points. I agree totally. Um, so I feel like, I think the same way. I feel like it is your heart. And I was raised to, you know, you don't come to church, you lose that relationship with God and blah, blah, blah. And my, my thing is, okay, we are living in different times now, right? Mm-hmm. There's so much that's changing. I mean, even with right now, like all the churches are closed down, right? Most, yes. For the most part. So now we are forced to stay home. Like we have no, no other choice. And even before that, um, I, I had, um, so I had no longer attended this, the church I was raised in. And I ended up going to uh, a different church. A cousin of mine, um, her dad's a pastor, so I attend attended that church before I, I did move away. Um, and then, you know, moving is kind of weird and awkward to find a church home and things like that. So I kind of, on that journey, even before that, I had to figure out, okay, what does this mean for me? Like, how do I still stay connected to God? 
and does this mean like I have to go to church? And for me, I feel like fellowshipping, as long as you, I mean, that's with anything, like you are the company that you keep, right? Exactly, yeah. So you have to have like-minded individuals, individuals who will pray with you, pray for you. You can pray for them. Others who will, you know, uplift you and not just give you perspective that is totally off from, you know, where you're trying to to go or like what what you would think like. Because in times where you can't really think clear, like you, you kind of look for those people who are close by you to give you sound judgment. So... I agree totally. I feel like it is just the fellowship part. If you you do not decide to go to church, I feel like you should still try to surround yourself with with people who are focused on God, you know, with you. And also from that, as far as just, you know, having your heart be right, I feel like just like my whole, it's so funny because I, I had like this long conversation <laughs> with my cousin about this. It's just so crazy. It's, it, it just comes down to like the times that we live in now. It's just like, wow, like, what do you do? What's right? What's wrong? No one really knows. Yeah. You know what I mean? What's going to happen after we die? Like, you can't say that this re- religion is totally wrong. You can't say that their way of thinking is wrong. Now, yeah. I guess it just all makes sense, whatever makes sense to you, but you know, I always put myself in the mind frame of like, what if I was not raised in the family that I was? So does this mean that God would just have me like go astray? And you know what I mean? Like, what if I was raised in a, a home full of atheists? Like, then what? So I feel like it is, I don't know, it kind of goes back to something my mom told me when I was younger. And I asked her and I was like, mom, I was like, if everybody has to go to heaven or either to hell, like, what about people who don't know God? Like, what if, what if they never, you know, met him or knew of him? And she answered, she said that God will reveal himself to everyone in some way. Yeah, that's what I that was heard her. as well. Yeah. Yeah. So that was her answer. And I feel like that is true. Despite, I mean, honestly, everyone knows about you know, there is a God or there isn't a God, you know what I mean? You know, to some extent about God in some way. I mean, you learn about history throughout in, in school and they teach on, you know, Christianity and things like that, even if they don't go deep into, you know, what we believe and what we go by. You know what I mean? Even that is a whole thing about what what you label yourself as like a Christian or anything like that. Like, I agree with you 100%. It is just based off of your heart, like what you, you know, what's right and wrong. You know what I mean? You know how to treat others and, and how, you know, um, God will probably want things if you do believe in God. So I think that you should just really go according to that. Now, people may stray away from that and they may think, okay, well, as long as I do good sometimes, it's like God knows where your heart really is. You know what I mean? So if you are of the the mindset and your heart is on a path to where you are kind of just going to do your own thing and just keep asking for forgiveness, it's not how it works, in my opinion. It's not how it works. You have to be accountable just like you do in everyday life. You cannot have a job and do whatever you want and just skate by because you and the boss are friends at some point it's still a job like you have to you know do what everybody everybody has to be equal you know to some point so 
you have to hold yourself accountable and understand that, okay, I may make mistakes. I don't have to be perfect. And you want to have a relationship with God. But if you're very lax on it and you don't, then it's a totally different, a totally different thing. Like you, I, I don't know, like some people just get lost in that and people get lost in like religion and what it's supposed to be and what's not. And if we just, if we just get away from, you know, all of the, the concrete things that we uh, go by and just, just try to love one another. Um, I feel like, I feel like that's the thing too. And I'm not going to keep going and going because I, <laughs> I another thing because now like, I feel like the world is, is kind of like on this whole path of like being free and just doing whatever you want. And I think that's kind of bizarre too, but because, I mean, we, we have laws and rules that we have to go by in everyday life, right? So why wouldn't that be true when it comes to some type of form of spirituality? You know what I mean? Despite what follow, like, everything just can't be, like, whatever you want to do and everything goes. Like, I feel like people are just making up things to make themselves feel more comfortable, if that makes sense. It does. So. What I think is, like, sometimes I do think that... um when it comes to, like, what people do or the things that they, I think it matters on the reason why you're doing it. So, for me, yeah. like, for instance, I used to always say, I would rather my kid just be disobedient, just not do what I told them to do if they were doing it because they didn't want to get in trouble. I want them to do this because they love me. That's the whole thing. Like, I think our motives for why we do things is also important because it's like if we're doing it and we don't love God, we're just doing it because, then that means nothing as well. And I think that um, yeah, do things out of love and not out of fear or not out of, oh, I'm trying to win brownie points with God. <laughs> you know, we should do it out of love. Right. And that's just my whole thing. And I do agree. Like, there are times where, because I know that um, I, how can I put it? I'm not going to say any names or anything because I do know um of some people who went through situations where it seemed like they were really, really struggling with, like, what they were doing. So it's like they would mess up, then they would go back to God and mess up and go back. And at first, I used to be very critical. I'd be like, well, how are you doing this? And you know you're not supposed to. You know, that was just my whole yeah. thing. But then I started to think about it. I was like, you know what? I was like, these people, it, I'm also a psychology major. So I was just like, oh. <laughs> yeah, like I have a master's in psychology. So it changed my whole thinking because I was like, okay, so for me, it looks like they are constantly doing this or whatever, and like they're disregarding, you know, morals, whatever. But I was like, these people have some issues. They've gone through some things. They've had like a difficult childhood. You know, it's like, I guess I just took myself out of like the whole judgment kind of thing because I used to be like really yeah. judgmental. But I, yeah. I, so I was just like, you know what, Kiana? I was like, how do you know what their childhood was like? Do you know what they've been thinking? And then I started yeah. even thinking about, like, my own life. And I was like, you know, when I was 10, my dad just left. So that had mm -hmm. a huge impact on how I viewed God because I didn't have a father that I could trust. So I never really felt like I could trust God. And I just felt like I had to be in charge. I had to do this or whatever because I didn't think I could trust him. And it took me a long time to get to the point where I felt like I could trust him based on what happened in my own personal life. So I started mm -hmm. to think about that with other people, and I was like, you know what? I don't know what people have gone through. I don't know what they're going through. I don't know their hearts. And I was like, some of the most broken people have, like, 
a heart for God and they're looking for oh my goodness, yeah. have that void. So I was like, I can't judge them. I was like, I can't say anything. And then I began to like read how Jesus was like, go and sin no more, even though people were caught in sin and how he forgave like Mary Magdalene like seven times, even after she kept going back and doing the same thing. So I was like, well, you know, if we're to forgive each other like 70 times seven and I was like, imagine how many times God forgives me. So I just stopped. I was just like, you know what? I'm just going to be praying for people and let God handle all that. There is a thing. I I mean, as far as like spirituality goes, it's separate, but it's (laughs) bring it up because when you talk about forgiveness, it's like, okay, I can forgive you, but I'd rather just forgive you and kind of like distance myself because I feel continue to do the same thing and then then I have a conflict with myself right so then it's kind of like I'm choosing you and like I'm not I'm not healthy mentally where I need to be or emotionally where I need to be because this whole like you know forgiveness and I mean but like you said everyone has their thing and like no judgment or anything like that and I feel like a lot of times people bring that up they're like okay well God forgives so you should forgive and it's like I will, and I can, and once I have that peace in my heart, I kind of need to just let the situation be, <laughs> because then that. it'll be harder, you know? No, I get that, because see, here's my take on forgiveness. I think that, like, with me, I have a hard time forgiving people, and I'm just going to say I do, because I'm one of those people where I'm loyal, I am your friend, and then if I see you're not treating me the same way, then I'm just, I don't want to be bothered. That's just the whole thing, and I can't hold a grudge. So I realized through time that forgiveness is a process. You know, we're Christians, but you can't just tell a Christian, oh, this person just did this to you. You're supposed to forgive them immediately. God never said you had to forgive them immediately. He just said he would help us forgive people. He would help us with things that we had a hard time with. So in my case, like, God knows forgiveness for me is hard. So what I might do sometimes is I know it's a process. I'll say, okay, God, you know how I feel about this person. I'm having a hard time forgiving them. I don't want to forgive them. I wish they dropped dead, but I can't pray about that. Okay. I'll be, so I'll say something like, God, here's what I need. For me today, forgiving this person looks like whatever. So it may look like I'm not going to say anything negative about them, not going to think anything negative about them or whatever. So if I can go a day or a week, you know, not thinking negative about that person, that's my baby steps toward forgiveness. And, you know, nice. it goes, like, step yeah. by step by step. And then eventually, with God's help, I'm able to forgive people. And then once I forgive you, that doesn't mean I'm going to continue to be a doormat. It's like I've forgiven you. I'll pray for you. But like you said, I distance myself because I don't – oh, so much I can say. I remember as a kid, I went to a church school, and I had a teacher where – he was all about turning the other cheek. And I'm like, you're getting stepped on. Like, people are taking advantage of you. Like, I'm sure yeah. God doesn't want that. I'm sure that's not yeah. what it's talking about. Exactly, so, yeah. That's, I'm not like that. It's like, I'll pray my way through forgiveness. And it's and sometimes, you know, even after I, after I think I forgave somebody, I'm like, oh, that person. I'm like, nope, 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 nope. And, you know, I can do some self-assessment, pray some more, and keep working on it because it's a process. Yeah. And then distance myself because I don't think, like you said, it's not emotionally healthy to continue to put yourself in situations where you know someone is going to constantly misuse you, treat you wrong, and abuse you. You can pray for them, but I always say you can pray and love people from a distance. It doesn't have yeah. to be no close and personal. 
Yeah, that's so true. I agree. Yeah, that's funny. <laughs> You're like, no, it's a doormat. Yeah, so many people, I think people get that confused. And it's, it's easy, I feel like, to get lost in it all. That's what I mean, like, with the black and the white. And, I mean, people, like, searching for, like, I even hear people say, like, parts of the Bible are missing. You don't know what to go by. It's like, okay, like, you get the gist, <laughs> you get yeah. the gist of what. I will want like you know all these other things and I'm pretty sure people have had moments I mean it's it's just so crazy how I don't know like we have people who just I mean it makes sense to each his own but hey you when people are in trouble or like something bad happens what is the first thing people say we're following God exactly and it's just like <laughs> what <laughs> But but anyway, I mean, it's just, it doesn't have to be so black and white. Mm-hmm. I just feel like just be a decent person. I mean, whatever you were taught, try to go by that. I mean, God is going to probably, in my opinion, I feel like God would um, judge or look at us in the light of like, you know, what we're attempting to do. If yeah. this person was... Is, this is what they're attempting, even an atheist, you know what I mean? If this person is an atheist, this person to their best ability is trying to treat someone, you know, with love, kindness, and respect. Like, that's still a big thing. Like, okay, well, even though this person doesn't maybe, you know, walk in the, the steps of, like, whatever was put in a Bible or written, this person still kind of mirrors my image, you know, of having, like, a kind heart or, you know, whatever we see God as being that image, you know, that we try to mirror, mirror um, so to speak. So I, I feel like, yeah, I feel like it shouldn't be a black and white. And like you said, you take baby steps and you try to do what you can and you really don't have room to judge. We're human. So we're going to judge people. I mean, even the best of us who look at, you know, things and try to, you know, are very critical. Nobody is really perfect. Nobody has all the answers, even if like you cross-examines everything like there are so many like infinite amount of answers out there or possibilities because i know yeah. sometimes i overanalyze things and i think the thing that helps me out i tell everyone being not having a master's in psychology has really helped me out a lot because mm-hmm. i have been able to catch myself when i'm overanalyzing things like Shana, you're overanalyzing it it's not that deep let it go or if okay. i feel like a certain way it's helped it has helped me like with self-assessment and a whole bunch of other things because just all of the things that I had to learn and know, I can see myself like going down a rabbit hole or I can see myself going into La La Land, like, nope, so I can pull myself <laughs> back in. I, I can rein myself back in. But it's funny because it's like sometimes even the advice I can give other people, when it comes to me, I don't even give myself that same advice. So yeah. it, that's why it, it is <laughs> difficult to sometimes live how you know you should. Like, the whole judging thing is like, even though I don't do it and I say I try not to do it, there are times I find myself being judgmental. And then I'm like, mm-hmm. Diana, I'm like, God died for you just like he died for them. So check that out. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, my, my outlook, like I said, I, I know I have friends that I'm not going to not, I'm not going to purposely, you know, unfriend someone or not be friends with someone based off of their, you know, religious beliefs or, you know, background or whatever like that. Like, I just, I just see people as people now. Yeah. The whole, going back to the thing, like, you are what you surround yourself with. I mean, I, I have my personality. So people who would clash with my personality, of course, 
you know, I wouldn't be amongst those. But I mean, hey, like, it's not judging. It's just what I want for myself or what I'm comfortable with. You know what I mean? So even in that, like, I don't really judge particularly. Like, we have to find, I like to find a common ground with everyone who I enjoy being around. And I like talking to, I find a common ground. Like, as long as we can respect and, you know, agree to disagree, like, we're fine. So, you know, I, I would still, like... I believe that God still wants us to like witness to other people and you know kind of like especially those who don't know some people are curious but you have to see like if someone is curious or if someone is like you know they they know what they want they know what they believe like that's it like so I can see and I respect those boundaries so that's just kind of how I am with the whole like judgment thing it's not to pass judgment but I always like you know what I mean like of course you're gonna try like hey well do you know this or do you realize this or whatever else so that's kind of where i stand with that that whole situation but let me ask you a question so when you mentioned witnessing so what does witnessing look like to you to me it would be um i kind of go off of just like experiences like if someone i would want to tell someone about god right you want to to tell them that there hey there is this higher being or you know whatever that you have been taught or you know some people have like the wrong idea about like who God is or what it means to be close to God and it's like hey it doesn't necessarily mean that and I kind of just give people a different understanding and it's crazy because a lot of the things that I say is like um, someone will tell me like I'll I'll just be saying something about God and I'll just be I'll just talk about like what I think or like you know my understanding of something like oh that's in the Bible and I was like oh see yep it's it's right like <laughs> it's in there but so I don't I don't take that approach I don't say you know God says this and this it's written that it should be this way it's kind of like um, I kind of meet people on an emotional level so to speak um, when I talk about like like when I say witnessing I guess it would mean to to meet someone at an emotional level and kind of like get a common understanding and help them to understand something in a, in a different way if they are confused. And if you know, if you have a clear understanding of something to help someone else do that, you know, in a more, um, I don't know, in, in a way where, you know, they can understand it different. I don't want to say better, but they can have a clear understanding. Yeah, so. No, I get that because the reason I ask is because like, People might think it's strange, but, like, when it comes to me witnessing, it's like I will never be the person that would just go out there and be like, hey, do you know God or whatever. I don't yeah. I don't yet really do those conversations. Like, what I will say, like, even in my podcast, I don't mention God a lot. And it's not because mm-hmm. I don't believe in him and that I don't love him, because I do. But the whole thing is I do recognize that not everyone in my podcast may believe in God. And I don't like people forcing things down my throat. And I don't think that God expects me to force him on somebody else. I think the whole thing with God is, like, you can introduce him to people. You can mention him, but you don't have Mm -hmm. to force him on people. So what I may do, like, there have been times, and I think the episode that's coming up tomorrow, um, I was talking about people who were in limerence and limerent affairs and things like that and how these people were addicted to, like, they were in love with someone else who wasn't their spouse. So I gave yeah. them some things that they could do, like, if you're in a divorce, if you're in intervention, there are certain things that they can do. And then I was like, and you can even pray about it and ask God what you should do in this situation. 
And I said, for those of you who may not believe in God or prayer, I said, you can either try it or you don't have to. You can try yoga. You can try meditation. You know, I gave some options because I don't feel like, like God gives us a choice. So I think I should let other people have their own choice, whether right. they talk, you know, choose him or not. Even though I think it's a good thing if they did, and it would be beneficial, but I'm not going to force that on someone. What is some advice that you would give to someone who was seeking or looking for God? Like, what advice would you give them? I would say, I would honestly say prayer. I mean, and for those who, you know, may not believe in or know what prayer is, honestly, as I said before, it's just literally conversation. So just find, I would say, whatever you're going through, find an empty space. Like, you know, don't think of yourself as a crazy person. Like, you're not, like, find, find a space, even if it's in your room or a closet or in your car or wherever. Like, find a space and just talk out loud about it. And I promise God will hear it and you will you'll get answers like from what I, I was taught that God just wants us to have a conversation with him yeah you know what I mean like you have um you have friends that you call and you talk to and if you don't talk to those friends what happens that relationship is kind of like very strange and like weird when you do talk right mm-hmm. so you everything is a relationship so if you want a relationship with God and you want to be closer to him you still have to have conversations you still have to talk to him and with him and just out loud like that's what I do sometimes if I, I don't I'm not gonna sit here and lie like I don't pray every day I don't look through you know the bible every day or even like every Sunday I miss like something I mean that's what you know we used to go to church every Sunday I mean and if I miss a Sunday like sometimes I will um because I listen to um it's a, a church in Orlando in Florida um it's called live and so I listen to pastor uh Ty um from there I, I will listen to those broadcasts and then also um uh the my home church so I, I kind of like keep myself balanced so just surround yourself with positivity try to do that and then just talk out loud just have conversations with God that's what I would say because nobody's perfect nobody remembers but making an attempt and like doing that like you will see I, I promise you'll see or get answers or whatever like it'll clear your mind whatever that means like if it's God speaking to you means like a clear mind then that's what it'll be because when you say things out loud you kind of like get more of an understanding it becomes clear wow what an amazing interview one of the many takeaways that I really wanted to talk about is how we talk about how we don't feel a need to judge. And the reason we don't feel a need to judge is because we realize we are all sinners saved by grace. And we cannot see what someone is thinking. We don't know their heart. And for us to sit up here and judge somebody else when we have a lot to work on ourselves, it's just hypocritical. So that is one of the things and one of the reasons why we don't judge. Another thing that I like to talk about is how we discuss how God loves us regardless of what you do, no matter where you are in life. Because God died for us. And the funny thing about this is that we don't talk about it. But think about it. God is all-knowing. He's all-powerful. He knew whatever it is that you were going to do, whether it was good, bad, ugly, or whatever, he knew what you were going to do before he died for you. He knew what you were going to be before you were even born. So with all of this knowledge, he still chose to love us. And that is the thing about God. He loves us no matter what we are doing. And all he wants from us is our heart. 
God doesn't want us to earn his approval. He doesn't want us to try to gain his favor. Jesus wants us to talk to him, have a conversation with him. He wants our hearts. He wants to get to know us. He wants a relationship with us. And that's what this podcast is all about, letting us know that God just wants a relationship with you and that you don't have to do anything else to gain his approval or his love. The song we are going to listen to is called Hearts Cry, and it's from our artist of the week, Josh Schneider. I love this song because it talks about how our heart desires God. So here's the song, Hearts Cry. constrained to be let thy goodness like a fetter bind this wandering heart to thee because I'm just so prone to wander Lord I feel it prone to leave the God I love here's my heart Lord take and seal it seal it Yeah. 
Before I end the podcast, I would like to thank all of you for being with me today and for spending time with me finding out how people find God. If you have an interesting story and would like to share your story with us, then contact me on the Finding God podcast page and send me a DM telling me you'd like to be a guest on the show and I would definitely connect with you so that we can get an interview scheduled. I also want to thank Josh Snyder for allowing me to use his song Hearts Cry and all of his information is going to be found in our show notes so that you can find Josh on Spotify and show his music some love. If you would like to contact Jaleesa, then her information is also going to be in our show notes as well. And as always, if you want to contact me, you can find me on social media and all of that information is in the show notes. I think that's all for this week, guys. I hope you have an amazing and blessed day and that you enjoy the rest of your week. Until we meet again, bye-bye.